Right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Love Island Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very, very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. It's great to be back again after chilling on a Saturday and back and ready to go on a Sunday. Well, Dave, that was about that was actually more airtime than Craig David got. Considering- <laughs> oh, you fucking stole my line! There's <laughs> <laughs> as much airtime on our podcast as he got in the show, so that's oh. about the only Craig David reference we're going to have. Oh, you got bu- Sorry, sorry, Dave. What a load <laughs> of bullshit that was. He built the fucker up, and he was literally. Give it a little bit of bike work, waves to everyone, and then he's fucking out of there. I was like, come on, it's fucking rubbish. <laughs> I guess the only thing it says is, you know, there's a lot going on in the villa that we never see. Yes, and I think, again, I put a few tweets out. They're obviously going to save it for the unseen Saturday programme, yeah. which to me is a bit of a waste, to be fair. But you could see, by the way, they shot him dancing and that. They've obviously had to redo the dancing because that camera work was not, authentic or realistic was it yeah, it's like a music video wasn't it it's yeah. just I, I don't get the point of any of it to be quite honest but um yeah let's move on shall we because that that was about as interesting as it was <laughs> oh there's plenty to talk about dave so what would you like to talk about first I mean, I think we have to start with the return of the double dates, don't we? And I think I've got a feeling you might be a little bit like a boiled kettle. And so I'm going to take the valve off and away you go, Chris. Yes, Dave, you are correct. The boiling point was reached last night with myself. The person I want to speak about, her name begins with an A and ends in an A. I don't care what team you are on. You cannot condone what Anna has done especially yesterday. That girl, not only did she throw Danny under the bus when Danny got with Arabella and she's fucking slated him with Amber because Yoandi had gone to know her bed isn't even warm and all he's disgusting. Fuck me. At least Yoandi had left the actual villa. Fucking Jordan because Ovi was basically standing up for himself going, you know what? I ain't fucking putting up this shit. I'm a fucking adult. And she went straight on Jordan and put it on him, which conveniently she actually forgot to mention when she was having a go at Ovi and blaming the whole thing on him the next day. For me, Dave, I don't care what anybody says. That girl is horrible and she needs to be fucking voted out. I I know we're not on the stage where we can vote (laughs) them out, but she's a disgrace. And all I'm seeing online is everyone going at her because talk about double standards. We've got triple, quadruple standards here. She talks over people. She's completely rude. Ovi was trying to explain to her what was going on. And obviously he lost his rag and said to Jordan, go and get your missy. And then Jordan's going, eh, well, actually, she's always been the missus. Well, I don't think she was, pal, last week when she was in bed with fucking Ovi. Do you, fucking idiot? So, Dave, I'm fucking fizzing. And I apologise to everyone listening, but she's just horrible. And I'm still sticking to with what I said. I want Amber to go and put it on Ovi and split that relationship up because I think Anna is toxic to Amber. I think she just riles Amber up. They're not friends. Anna is not a friend that you want. She's horrible. I I think you're absolutely right. And, And I guess because we're commenting on each of the individual episodes, you can only go off 
people's behaviors. So generally, I think we talk about the behaviors. But as you build up more kind of data points, you start to get, you know, a cluster of what someone is actually like. And I think, you know, I I think in my own mind, I'm retrospectively, I'm looking back at that Amber and Michael blowout. And I do think, you know, Michael was an absolute tit in that. But the whole situation escalated because of Anna. I think Amber would have continued to stew and just be upset in her own way. But it's Anna who's, who wants to get in there and escalate everything. And I, I, I don't know what I can add. I think, I think you've, you've come up with some great points there. I've warmed to Jordan over the last few days, the way he's kind of taken the whole situation like a man. He's conducted himself with dignity. But I think the, the that award goes to Ovi tonight, doesn't it? I mean, he, he he said that one slightly silly thing, which is, you know, Jordan, you can have a... And I guess you could interpret that as like, well, she's not a possession. But I, I think he just means, look, I'm fucking out of here. Because, again, she's doing the same thing that she's done before. She does that thing where she just talks over someone. And I think Ovi's done, you know, pretty much what, what I do as well. It's just like, look, if you're just going to talk over me, it's not actually a conversation. So, yeah, I'm going to walk away. And she walks straight to the girls and she's like, oh, yeah, he's, I can't be doing with his negative energy. So, again, you're the fucking victim, aren't you? You're going off and you're blaming Ovi now. So, the only problem is we've got to vote for a couple. And so... If you could vote for who you want out, I think Anna would have a lot of votes, quite honestly. But that might also that puts Ovi at risk. So it's like, oh, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I mean, they're over now. And yeah, I think Jordan came off like a tool. I think I've warmed to him. It, it remains to be seen. You know, is he going to still continue that same level of intensity that he's been showing when there's a fight on his hands? Or is he going to drop off again now that Ovi's going to direct his attentions elsewhere? You know what, Dave? We, we, me and you have both been on and off the Jordan train. I felt really sorry for him with what Anna did to him last week. And I genuinely thought, you know what? I've been a bit hard on him. He'd come across really well. He took it like a man. He took it on the chin. But he's just coming across as a little weasel now. He's basically riding on the toe... Uh, the toe... Oh, my God. The coattails of Anna being just horrible... There's no excuse. You, I mean, there's people saying now, like, basically what we'd said from the start, and we're not, you know, it's just an opinion you draw of somebody. You are exactly right. Michael was an absolute bellend for what he did. There's no excuse for that. I know we'll probably get onto that in a bit later on with Joanna and Amber, but Anna is just a fucking joke, an absolute joke. And I, and I know... You can try and be positive and say, look, it's the the fact you're in there, it's blah, blah, blah. But she has consistently done this. You can do it maybe once on a show like this. But when you are not just the cheating side of it, where she, you know, she has Jordan off with Ovi, then she's now had Ovi off with Jordan, and within minutes of doing it, and it's like, no, you are out of order. But she's blatantly rude, Dave. Whenever she gets in an argument and someone calls her out, she fucking jumps all over him and talks over them. She, she, she has no opinion. And all Ovi did was try and reason with her. And he's like, and as soon as he said it, she just started talking. And then she was even admitting herself, I'm not talking. I, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I'll talk over you if I don't agree with what you're saying. And it's like, well, you're a fucking idiot. And no wonder you're single at 28 years old. And if you're going to act like that, because that is just <laughs> fucking childish. And Jordan, as I said before, he's an absolute cockhead. So he needs to go as well. He's gone <laughs> in my head. 
<laughs> it was the fact that as well, it's, you know, Anna's bringing up, oh, I heard you meant talking about Joanna, you know, at this double date. And it's like, hmm, <laughs> glass houses, you know, all they did. You know, that I thought, you know, when Ovi first came in, I said, uh, you know, he seems a bit intense and, you know, I, I, there doesn't seem to be much humor about him. But I think as we've seen more of him, he, he has got that real wicked sort of sense of humor. And, and I thought, you know, him and Amber, I, I thought that day there was quite a lot of chemistry there. All he's trying to do, Amber's just going through a bit of a shit time. And he was a top bloke, I thought, in that date. And, and to turn that round on him and say, oh, I heard you talking about Joanna. Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> because she sat in front of him on a date with Jordan. And as soon as Jordan said, I'm taking Anna, as we said, she jumped up like a prancing ballerina, didn't she? She was like, oh, yes, let's go. He's like, you, you are fucking deluded. She's just absolutely deluded. She's self-absorbed within her own fucking bubble unfortunately, Dave. And, and if it doesn't go her way, it's everyone else's fault. But yet she will not look in the mirror. And there's a saying that I live by with most people is if there's one finger pointing at you, there's usually two pointing back at them because basically she's trying to point the finger at everyone else because she's been absolutely despicable. Again, though, Dave, it's fucking great TV because I'm screaming at the telly every night. <laughs> Me and Sam are sat there and Sam's going, I'm fucking sick of her. She's a hypocrite. She's absolute double standards. And that isn't, you know, from a man's point of view, I understand, you know, we're saying this, we're not doing boy, guy code sticking it for over. I'm sticking up for bad behavior. I'm going to speak about yeah. Curtis and that later on and, and stuff like that. But it's just fucking bad behavior. It does not matter what sex you are. It's just, she's just a bad person. Yeah, and I, I thought we, we did get an obligatory uh, sporting reference from Ovi, didn't we? <laughs> you know, he was like, the big man is stepping out the game. <laughs> you know, but when, when the, the thing that really you know hit me like an electric shock was, you know, Ovi's clear. I mean, he's he's chilled as a newt, isn't he? You know, yeah. but but he was wound up. And he'd said to Jordan, you know, you just you just crack on with her. And it was the way, Jordan, it's just like at that point, can't you see? That is the right time to just keep your fucking mouth shut, right? Just crack on with it in your own way. But you didn't have to go, yeah, well, I was doing it anyway. You know, that's like, all right, okay, so I know I just can't fucking trust you then. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's, just... And it's just he came across like a twat there, I thought. Yeah, he did. He did. He's an absolute cockhead. And that's, that's, he's an idiot. Now, Dave... If I wasn't frustrated watching that little love triangle, then what I saw between Moore and Lucy with George and Marvin was an absolute fucking joke. I mean, <laughs> that is just, again, nobody had any manners last night. It was absolutely disgraceful. It's, they were like giggling, weren't they, Lucy? And I lost a lot of respect for Lucy. I mean, yeah. Moore is very much Kim Salt and Pepper anyway, and she either like her or you don't. But and I've been on Team Moore, uh, uh, you know, and said I, I appreciate the fact she's salt honest. Salt and Pepper. I still don't think I could come up <laughs> quite, with Dave. Quite like, quite like both myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, Marmite, but, yeah maybe. Maybe Marmite. Maybe that's what I meant. But anyway, forget the Chris analogy. <laughs> I'm just. I just thought. They were laughing, going, "Oh, let's 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 you know, I've had enough, and then there's nothing going on." And, and they called him over, and I was like, "Wow, you have got no class whatsoever, no class." I know you've got to do it for TV, pull them aside separately, and then meet up afterwards and compare notes if you really want to. But to sit there and do, it, and even if they knew the inevitable was coming, because Morris, you know, said that they don't do anything, they don't kiss, they don't interact or anything. 
fair enough, you know, it's just take them to the side, let the cameras roll. But to do it together like that, it's just a fucking nonsense sort of thing, isn't it? It's, it's like being 10 years old and I just lost the loosing. I lost total respect for her completely. I think I had more tact at 10 years old, to be honest, though. I mean, it, it was just absolutely uh, inconsiderate and showed a massive lack of respect from both of them. And, you know, you could see, especially when Lucy was ostracized by the girls, Maura's the only one who doesn't really seem to give a fuck. <laughs> you know, she's on team Maura and fuck anyone else. You can be, either be on the bus or not. And, and I can't help but admire her from that respect but you know there's a lot of her behavior tonight that i just thought that's that's just very very poor and i, I did like that marvin was like he wasn't taking any of it lying down was he and, and she seemed shocked it's like no no that's not how it works i tell you how it is <laughs> you don't tell me how it is yeah um she gets she, nasty doesn't she yeah and and so and like you say i i think i'm at the point now with lucy where it's just like now come on You've had your free holiday. You've flitted around a bit. Now it's time to go. Yeah. And I think she's probably, you know, old charismatic George there. She's going to be one of the ones who's going to be at risk tomorrow. Yeah, she is. But I did like George's reaction when Maura was giving it to Marvin and he's giving her back and he turned in and just like, burst out laughing to himself as if to say, I don't really give a fuck, to be honest. I think he, <laughs> yeah. he knew it was coming. It's just acting a bit of class. And, by doing that, Dave, I'll be honest with you, I voted for Tommy and Molly May. I don't like Molly May at all. I think she's so fake, but I really like Tommy. And as I keep saying, they're the only ones who are go- they're going to get dragged to the final by Tommy, unfortunately. I just think Molly May's dead insincere, but this, this, she's not doing anything wrong. And when you're watching the other couples, there's just shit show stuff going on all over the place. I mean, Anton and Bell are very vanilla, and I know we'll talk about that later, but I, I haven't got anything in that race at all. I'm not really bothered about them as a couple or as, as people, really. I like Anton because he's daft, but I think Tommy and that, for me, are going to get to the final at least, Dave, because no one else at the moment showing any strength as a couple. I could see Tommy May, uh, Tommy May, <laughs> Tommy and Molly May getting about 90% of the public vote. Yeah. And then the the other couples are going to spread out that remaining 10%. Because as the couples were coming up, I was thinking, oh, yeah, those two are technically coupled. You know, it's like Anna and Ovi. And it just, it seemed everyone that came up, Danny and Jordan. Well, Jordan's the biggest fucking shit stirrer I've seen in that place. Uh, I, and, they've, and Danny, you know, he, he popped up next to Jordan. And it's like, oh, yeah, Danny's still there. So, you know, they're going to be at risk as well. But I, I, I got to the end, and I'm same as you. I don't trust that Molly May, to be honest. And I still hear people go, oh, when she broke down, I'm still not having it. I might be wrong, but I, I don't think I am. No, I don't but think you are. That's, that's where my vote had to go. It's like the only the only real choice there for me yeah as well and then again Dave I've got to say poor Amy he's getting absolutely as much as I keep saying I don't like her King Curtis is turning that knife in because Maura not only dumps Marvin she then has a crack at Curtis don't she and he says about oh well, I did drop your message on Instagram oh I don't read him I didn't I don't remember it stuff so she was honest there but straight away Let's do a bit of dancing. So do a bit of dancing right in front of Amy, right in front of all the girls. Lucy's egging her on. L- Lucy was shit stirring it. She's going, yeah. oh, I'd be Oh, she went across with him, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll come across and I'll just crack on like we're going to, you know, mention something about dancing so it doesn't look too obvious. And it was like, wow, you absolute bitch. She, she, she must hate Amy that much, which we know they don't really clash. They've had plenty of arguments the first couple of weeks. 
And then poor Amy was just broke. She started, her voice was cracking and everything. And Curtis is definitely going on to more of the train. Now, I've got a new name for a day, which they did put on Twitter. She is DFS because she's the girl who goes in DFS and gets in every single bed until she decides which one she's going to make because she's going to buy because she's fucking had a go at literally all of them. So I'm hoping that she does a buy now, pay later scheme with Curtis and there's actually something there because she's going to be on her way out the way it's going. Possibly. I mean, I just, I'm just baffled by that whole thing. I mean, I, like I say, I like the way she doesn't seem to give a shit about anything and she just, she's on her own bus and fuck the rest of you. But I mean, that's, that stinks a little bit tactical, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Sadly, it does. And, and I don't know. We'll just have to see how it plays out. But again, great TV, Dave. Like you say, the fact she don't give a shit is a very, very endearing thing about her. But it also puts her in some really, really stupid situations because she just doesn't care about anybody's feelings. I suppose when you watch it from a human element, it's it's wrong. But from watching a TV perspective, it's fucking great TV because she literally just does not care if she offends. So I think it's one of them. I'm sort of criticising her, but you wouldn't be watching it if she was just being normal and sat there like, oh, I love him. Yeah, really into him. It'd be, but she's absolutely just, every episode, there's something new comes out from her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what's he going on about, though? I tweeted out that, you know, when Curtis said, well... You are a young, lovely young lady. I'm like, are you fucking 50 years old or something? She's like 23, for fuck's sake. She's, she's older than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, <laughs> he's, oh, he's, he's just a bellend, isn't he? And, and, and uh, no tact whatsoever. And no, you know, unfortunately, I think if Amy had her way, she'd be uh, mourning the loss, the death of that relationship for the remaining three weeks that we've got left. So he kind of has to crack on or he's going to be voted off. But it just seems a little bit soon. And you know, wasn't it in that in that conversation they had with the list? Amy yeah. was like, I've asked you to dance for like two weeks every single day. And he's like, no, that's not true. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that is true, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So given that, it's like, come on, you know this must be twisting the knife, surely. That's what I'm saying. It's just bad behaviour again, isn't it? it, it yeah. It's just pure bad behaviour, and Curtis wheezing his way out. The only thing, like you said, with this Mora thing, which, which is just a total curveball that like nobody saw coming at all, because there's been no interactions as far as we could see, unless it's not been edited in, is that... He, she thinks that Curtis is the strongest person to the general public. Or maybe when she came in there, he was, because he was in that couple with Amy. Maybe she's taking a punt thinking, well, I think the, the public absolutely love Curtis, but they don't like Amy, because she, she was mm. about a week into it. So maybe in her head, that's what's sticking, thinking, well, if I get with Curtis, the general public are going to love me. That's the only, the only, in my head, that's the only logical thing I can think is why she's just done this. I mean, it could be that. It could be just she's got that fucking short attention span. So, you know, she's she said in the fucking diary room, it's like, oh, we're going to, me and Curtis, we're going to get married. You know, he, he just doesn't know it yet. She seems to go like, she seems to fast forward to like six months into a relationship. And then as soon as she's been there for a couple of days, she couldn't give a fuck. She's not asked. And she, so she's like, oh, I'm not, I'm bored now. I'm, 
want to go to the next person. So it could be the kind of reflected glory she feels like he might have, or it could just be, well, he's the next one. Grab your ticket. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, grab your ticket and jump on the motor trainer. And, you know, it, it only lasts for two stops. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree, Dave. Now, Let's talk about another love triangle, which I don't really care about, but we're seeing plenty of airtime on, is Michael, Joanna and Amber. And fair play to Joanna. She got Amber and Michael together to explain what's going on, find out what's going on. And Michael made it abundantly clear to Amber that there was nothing going on. He has no feelings for her, which I don't completely believe. But I've got to say, Dave, the more Joanna comes out of herself, and I did say this last night to Sam, she was definitely taking the piss in Casa Amor and just holding back, doing this sweetness and light act. Yeah. Now she's in there. She's gone all King Glenn Close. She's gone all like telling <laughs> Michael he can't do anything, can he? You know, it's like you, you, we all slated Joe for doing that to Lucy. And she's telling Michael, you're not allowed to speak to her. And that's like, you can't fucking do that. I'm sorry. If you're that insecure. And the fact that she took, again, she took Michael away from Amber. How can you complain? she's coming across as feisty as Amber, isn't she, in some respects? And and we've said this before about the kind of double standards and that, because Molly May was saying, you know, you should have boundaries with Lucy and whatever. And, and you know, so let's get past that one. I do think, you know... <sighs> I'm a little bit confused by the whole situation. So again, multiple times, you know, Michael's been a dick. But I I felt a little bit sorry for him in this scenario because here's how events went in my head. So Michael, completely, completely out of order in that recoupling. Attacked Amber relentlessly and just didn't stop and was bang out of line. Fast forward like a couple of days and then they have that, chat on the beanbags so for me it should have been operation michael fucking sort yourself out and apologize like a man and it's kind of he didn't apologize for that behavior he kind of apologized for the recoupling i guess in the situation they had some little jokes and that and there were some smiles and i thought amber you know since that whole recoupling i think i've got nothing for sympathy for her i can't really fault anything that she's done there but Going away from that chat, it seems to be Molly May who's been the prime culprit in the shit-stirring contest because she started off, she's talking about, you know, how, you know, this relationship doesn't seem to be dead and Joanna is sat right fucking next to her. So she's either really fucking stupid and insensitive, she doesn't realize she's sat there or, you know, uh, she's trying to play games at shit-stirring because, you know, for me, that, that chat was about apologizing. You know, if so, if I, if you turned up, Chris, at home uh, with another woman, and you know, you said I'm about to leave home. I, I've just met someone. Well, first of all, I'm, I'd question your ability to get out of the house alive. But second, <laughs> assuming that assuming that you did, there wouldn't be a conversation of reconciliation, would there? You know, no. so for me, Michael didn't have to just say. You know, in a brutal way, you know, like, like say Curtis did to Amy, where he said, you know, I just can't see having kids with you or getting married. You know, and everyone sort of said, wow, phew, crikey, that was brutal. But because Michael hasn't said something like that, it's like the doors seemingly open. 
And, you know, all the girls are in Amber's ears. Like, look, I don't see they've got a connection, Joe and Michael, and, you know, there might still be a chance and whatever. So, you know, Joanna's pressing Michael and, you know, well, does she know it's over? It's like, well, yeah, of course she knows it's over. I'm with you and, and that's that. But, you know, when Joanna pulled them for a chat, she's sort of saying to, to Michael, Michael, can I have you over here? I need a chat. And then she goes to Amber and say, like, Amber, can I, can I have a great chat with you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what attitude she's going into that meeting with. And in the end, you know, Michael's kind of ganged up a little bit on. Uh, I think Joanna's like, oh, yeah, well, maybe in future, you know, it's like he's going for a, a job interview that he didn't get. Maybe in future, you should be a little bit more precise about your language. And I, I can kind of see both sides, but I, I am left a little bit thinking, I don't really see that much what Michael did. But the whole thing says to me that Joanna isn't really that person I don't think Michael thinks she is. And I, I honestly, I don't see them working. No, I don't. I don't. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Dave. There's just something not right about it. She's played him very well, to be honest, very well. Yeah. We'll have to just see how that plays out because, it, it again, it's a little simmering thing in the background, but she certainly can't dictate to him for much longer the way she is because that Michael, if he does, considering he's supposed to be the real Michael now, he's supposed to be growing a set so let's see if he actually sticks to his word on this because I've lost a lot of respect for him and I think Amber has got an argument I've actually just watched part of the after sub before we recorded day the first half hour and they mentioned about the fact that he actually was uh, flirting with her so I haven't watched the rest of it yet but again I think Amber has got a case so we'll see how that one plays out so Dave we have had another review haven't we from one of our great listeners we have it was from James Elliott 18. Thanks, James, as well. It's entitled Great Pod, and he's given us a five-star review, so thank you very much. And it reads, you guys are hilarious. Look forward to the pod every day. What's your opinion on Anton and Bell? So, yeah, I, I agree. Thank, thank you very much for that. Anton and Bell, I, th- I think I... <sighs> from my perspective, I've just never been bought into Bell. I think she played a cracker. You know, she, she didn't really have a connection with Anton, but she jumped into bed with him. Gave him a little bit of physical uh, <laughs> uh, attention, and then they've been coupled up. But considering right at the start, I thought Anton was a bit of a knob, and then I went from thinking that to, yeah, he's a bit of a knob, but he's actually quite funny, to actually Anton, he's an absolute legend. And now I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's a, you're a little bit dull now. It's yeah. like he's, she's taken the shine off off Anton kind of thing. And I still don't believe she actually has that connection with him. Little bit surprised on the unseen bits to see him, see her shaving his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but apart from that, I just, I don't really see anything there. So, you know, they're not given all the problems. Some of the other couples are having, uh, they're not the weakest couple, but I, I don't really see that there's anything there myself. What about you, Chris? No, I think I'm there with you. And Acer actually pointed out to us both, I didn't realise that her dad's that, Tamer Hassan, who's a very good friend of Danny Dyer, who is in every Cockney gangster film, whether it be Green Street, White Street, Red Street, Purple Street, he's in every single one of them crappy gangsters. Albert Square. Albert Square, yeah, he's been been in all of them. He's been in every, every Cockney gangster film you could think of, he's in. Football Factory, I've seen him in. So, UK actor, Danny Dyer's mate, 
slight coincidence that his daughter was in it last year. Maybe it's the same agent. I don't know. But again, it could just be the editing because we've not seen any personality from the girl. She may be lovely. She might be really funny. But unfortunately, because of all the other shit going on in the house, she might just not be getting the airtime because she's actually quite a nice person because everyone else seems like absolute cocks, don't they? So maybe that's what it is. But we'll see. I'll say on that one, Dave. It's interesting. And again, fantastic review from James. So thanks very much, mate. Yep, absolutely. So if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at theloveislandcast at gmail.com or you can get us on Twitter at loveislandcast and we're, we're always there. We're always tweeting from 9 till 10 every night. Uh, when the show's on, we don't tend to do it on a Saturday, but we have a lot of fun with that, don't we, Chris? So, so Chris, been another great episode. How are you going to finish us off today? Well, Dave, I've been thinking about this and I've called out everyone in the villa plenty of times for the girl code, the guy code. But Anna has got no fucking code. We'll see you next time. <laughs>